Hey guys, you're listening to 20-somethings in 20-something, a podcast that highlights the best and worst of living life as a millennial. New episodes are posted each Wednesday, so come back often. And if you like us, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the links in our bio for our Facebook and Instagram accounts. Thanks for listening. Now let's get into this week's show. Hey everyone, welcome back to 20-somethings in 20-something. I'm Mike, 27, and a lawyer, and my New Year's resolution is to start doing more weight stuff at the gym instead of just cardio, (laughs) and I know that's so stereotypical, but I don't care. What'd you say? Basic. (laughs) Basic, like B-A-E? No. No. Anyway. (laughs) We're looking at me, so I guess... (laughs) Uh, I'm Joe. I'm 27. I'm a business analyst, and my news resolution is to uh, try to focus more on on work and and being more diligent and productive. Basic. <laughs> Basic. Me? We don't. Okay, you look very serious. So it's the direction we're going. <laughs> All right. Well, when when you're, when you're done with that text, I'm reading my email. I'm doing my my. Work diligence. Um, Vicky, I'm 24. I'm a teacher, and uh, my New Year's re- resolution for this year is to give up beer, which is going to be really hard. Basic. Basic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because I really like beer. I guess my turn. Hey, guys, it's Hunter. I'm 22 and in recruiting, and my New Year's resolution is to take more risk. Uh, in all assets of my life. And I'm very excited today because we have a uh, new guest that we've never seen before. Never, Welcome, ever. Welcome, Drew. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Drew, what do you do? Uh, I am an investment banker. How old are you, Drew? Uh, I'm 27. What's your New Year's resolution, Drew? Uh, to drink more pumpkin spice lattes. Oh, all right. I like great. it. Basic. The only not basic thing here. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Would have been funniest if nobody said basic at all. So anyway, as you may have guessed, we're kind of talking about New Year's since it's coming up on soon, soon one day this, this weekend. weekend, and tangentially about other goals for life. So, does anyone have goals for the new year besides their resolution? I know I have one just to find a new apartment. That's where where are, you, where are you looking for your new apartment? Uh, Montclair, Clifton, Jersey City. Surrounding areas. Great. <laughs> you seemed like you had a follow-up to that. Uh, yeah, I would say that uh, this is going to be the year. It's going to be a big year. I'm going to be uh, working on the truck a lot, and I'm very excited you for that. You want a truck? No. going to buy a truck first. Wow, nobody saw that joke coming. Yeah, well, it's kind of old now, so, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'm going to be working on the truck, and... Uh, you know, just organize a little bit the whole life. Organize whole your life. Yeah, you know, disorganized nice. at the moment. Nice. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Positive? Positive spin on things? Or negative, whatever. We're just looking <laughs> to kill air here. I'm um, getting certified to teach yoga, and I'm really 
looking forward to doing that and teaching yoga in public schools in the inner city. So oh, shoving your faith down their throats. Right. My my religion. What uh what type of yoga? Um well hot for <laughs> what? Not for little kids. I do hot yoga. Um but for little kids it's just hatha yoga. It's like very basic. Downward dog. Basic. Very downward dog. Very okay. This is a family podcast. (laughs) Okay, so upward dog. Right. Up Uh, dog, down dog. Sounds gross. Left dog, right dog. Anyway. Yeah. Are you going to teach yoga uh, outside of school as well? Um, You know, I haven't really thought of that, but my training that I'm going through right now is a 200-hour certification, which is pretty standard for all um, Mm. yogi masters, the teachers of yoga and studios. And then... After that, they have to go and get, you know, additional 30, 60, 120 hour training. But 200 is the first step. How long does it take to become a yogi master? Uh, forever. About 200 hours, apparently. I mean, anyone who practices yoga is considered a yogi. So you don't have to necessarily be a teacher to be considered a yogi. But um, yeah, I think you never really perfect it. So, so is it a lower standard to become a boo boo? <laughs> whenever, whenever I hear yogi, I always think of I always think of Yorkies. Sometimes, somehow, like the 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 dog always pops into my my brain. Oh, they're very cute. They do down dog too. Most dogs do the downward dog. They do. Think, yeah. They're very. It's like an innate. They're like innate yogis. Mm. Mm. What? Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, but I'm really scared because I'm afraid that. Like, it's very expensive for this training, and every two weeks I get money taken out of my bank account, and I'm, like, afraid that one day I'm not going to have the money for whatever reason, and Mm. they're not going to let me go get my certification, which makes me nervous. I think certification should be free. I I think education should be free, but this is America, so there's a lot of things that you have to pay for. What What about you, Joe? What about me? You, t- you talked a little bit about your goal. Yeah. How, I, what do you how, do? You want to kind of expand? No, I I, I want to be king. There's a lot of uh, competition at work, so I gotta I gotta put the effort in. What is what does being king mean to you? Uh, king. So you want you want to be like I'm CEO, bitch, or yeah, 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 yeah. I, I CEO. I don't, if that happens this year, then you know, <laughs> sell your UPS stock. It could stock. definitely happen this year. <laughs> You're just gonna have to start your own business. Yeah. That didn't go so hot for us a month ago, did it? Oh, well, wait. Do you want to? Expl- no- did you guys talk about that? What happened? Uh, no, but we can. We could. So William Patterson, uh, the Bill on the Hill, so to speak, had a little competition where you had to come up with an idea that was original and uh, present. And uh, we had to come up with a great idea for a standby. And yeah, the whole thing was it was for money. It was, it was supposed to be like a grant for your startup or whatever. And you had to actually present like a business plan. Like I, I, you had to get dressed up as if you were going to a bank for a business loan, right? And, and present to this panel of imagine all the worst professors you've ever had in a room Ugh. glaring you down. And you had to present. And we had a great idea, and I we didn't really put as much work as we should have into it. That's hence the resolution. And uh, we made it to, like, the 14 teams that were going to present. 
And from there, I think like top six made it. And we didn't make it to the next six. So we got our feedback back last week. Feedback back last week. And uh, they they eviscerated us. It was it was really disheartening. What did they say? Not planned thoroughly. I don't think that they thought of all the variables. What about X, Y, and Z? Oh. And a lot of that like X, Y, and Z stuff I had addressed, but I guess I didn't make it clear enough. So couldn't a drone do that? Doesn't AAA already do that? There but then again, we we could have been the drone. So yeah. What what was? The idea. So the, oh yeah, I, Hunter was going into it because I, I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the idea was the idea was sort of like a um, an ad hoc car service, but not like pick you up and drive you somewhere. It would have been like a AAA type service at any large venue, like a sporting event or a concert or a big show or whatever, where there'd be a whole lot of cars in a parking lot, and like say you're running your radio tailgating and your battery died, or you ran over a broken bottle and your tire was flat, or you, you blew a radiator or something like that. We would have a service on site that would be hired by the venue to make us available to these people, and then we would they would text a number or call a number, and we would just go to their parking space, fix them up real quick, and the niche is that it would be something that AAA wouldn't be able to get to with like a traditional tow truck, and well, it's just uh, the fact that you're already on site, right? Right. So. And they don't want to have to wait three hours in the middle of a parking lot after a game. We would just be there. So I guess I I didn't pitch it well, and we tanked. Do you know what the Do you know what the incident rate at? That was a question they asked. <laughs> yeah. Do you, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. To that uh, question. We're not We're not going to revisit this anyway. What, what is <laughs> Joe 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 is is glaring towards me. I'm gonna. I want you to die. Continue to just. <laughs> Look, stare at the ground. I honestly think it's a Look really, it's a really interesting concept, um, because I don't know. Like every time my battery has died, it's been in a place where it's been like impossible for AAA. Like one time, it died like basically in the middle of the woods in Vernon, and like the road had no name, so like they couldn't get to me. So I had to call someone else to take me to get another battery, and then we went back to my car and like replaced it but i feel like i feel like it's not a not a bad idea at all but i don't know the judges disagreed oh well yeah i think we got like 10th out of 12 it may have been less than 10 they didn't give us rankings but our out of 100 we got 43 and a half so points i actually i actually like the idea a lot yeah you want to back you want to fund us I would. My You're an first, investment banker. My first question would be, though, is how large is that market, right? Because the idea really works, and there are, are many, many very good ideas. But the question is, is there a, a large enough market to make it profitable? Right. If one if one car battery dies at every game. So what do you got planned for this year, <laughs> Drew? <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I think similar similar to you, Joe. I. I would like to kind of continue to make progress at, at work. I was joking earlier. I was told to be more diplomatic uh, at work. Who told um, you that? My boss. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was during my like formal review. I was told to be more diplomatic with people. Interesting. Um, and, you know, not necessarily to change your viewpoint or to not disagree with people, but when you do disagree with them, to be more polite about it. Mm. Uh, so that's you know something I'll 
probably be working on over the next course of the year. I'll take that into consideration. Why don't you try? That was a great suggestion, and I'm going to take that back and think on it rather than go straight to hell, Susan. <laughs> so, uh, Drew, how do you plan to? How do you plan for success? What, what, what is your method? Planning for success. Um, I guess most people would tell you that success, right, is or luck is opportunity meets preparation. So, in kind of being. That's the crosswords where the devil sits. Yeah, I guess it's like it. I was a I was a Boy Scout. Always always be prepared, right? So when the opportunity comes, uh, you can you can take it, right? If you're not prepared, then opportunities pass you by, or you may not even know that opportunities are passing you by. So that's that's how I prepare for for successes. So do you like have a lot of rope in your briefcase? So you're saying to tie into a noose or yeah. what? Paracord. So you're saying to prepare to prepare. Always be prepared. Like, to what prepare. do you bring? What do you bring with you? Because when you say Boy Scouts in preparation, I'm I'm imagining like a toolkit that you bring to work, which is totally. Um, I guess in preparing to prepare for success, <laughs> as Hunter as Hunter put it. I mean, the first thing is understanding what it is you want to be successful at, right? And understanding the skills necessary to be successful at that thing and in preparing for that success would be preparing yourself to have those skills. I mean, for me, I would say, so for me, how do you think about it? Uh, right. Anyway, how do you think about it? How do you, how do you, Tell you us. how do you think about it? Oh, God. How do you think about it? Thank you. Uh, for me, I would say that I start with a goal. Uh, both short term and long term, and I build upon that by you know day by day basis. As things are thrown at me, I build a plan to overcome them as well. Can you give an example? Oh shit! I don't know. Uh, He's preparing to prepare to prepare. No, I mean He's like in the goal creating phase. I so my goal ultimately is to you know uh, be at the top. Obviously, as with everybody in this room, I would say yes. At the top of what? You, whatever, you, whatever you're, whatever you're doing, in in work, right? So for you, you want to be like a partner in a law firm, or own really. a law firm? No, no. We'll keep it, keep it for yourself. You know, we all want to be successful relative to our own goals, right? So on top means be reaching your goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So his is goal that agreeable is to reach enough for everybody goals. here. My goal is to be at the top of. What I'm, what I'm doing. Well, you're, so you're, so you're in recruiting now. Do you want to be like own a recruiting company or head up a recruiting firm? President. President. Uh, yeah, I think long term futuristic goals. Absolutely. Next step, I would say, would be to move into sales so that I get that uh, facet of the business as well, um, and then go up at to maybe like a director level, then move on to being the owner or president of the company. You know. There you go. Perfect. Right. So short term, do good at what I'm doing now, succeed, build up to a sales role, sales role, build up to succeed, director role, director role, build up to succeed, president, CEO. Uh, I would agree with that. I think there's also, there are more categories than just short and long term, right? Like being 
the oh, CEO here we of a go company. the investment banker no but being being the CEO of a company is like that is a incredibly long term thirty year goal right you're not going to be most most CEOs are forties and fifties right or even older okay. so you have like watch me <laughs> I'm just saying you have why are we laughing you have your short you have your short term goal of kind of what what do I want to do this year you have like kind of like right. you know med- more medium term. And then you have like the ulti- the ultimate. <laughs> so, so it's more than just like short and long term. You want to think in terms of like short and long term, medium term. <laughs> yeah. So when people medium ask short, you like <laughs> medium medium short, when people ask you like where do you see yourself in five years, as opposed to in ten years or twenty years, each time it's the anniversary of being asked that question. <laughs> yeah. I think a good, a good medium goal would be able to see the future. Right. Uh. <laughs> Joe looks so unhappy right now. I love it. <laughs> oh, what a shitty joke. Perfect. All right. Well, Vicky, what is your long-term, short-term plan, goal, quiver thing? Are we talking about... Uh, a place to put your arrows? <laughs> What 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 tools are in your toolbox, so to speak? What what do you? What, what you arrows are in your quiver? What, <laughs> what arrows are in your quiver? Do you have a twelve crayon box or a sixty-four crayon box? with a sharpener? I have the hundred thirty-two. I mean, mm. I think for um, as ter- in terms of crayons, uh, I want. I I don't know. I like the I oil think, pastels, to be honest. They're really soft. <laughs> or the or the Mister Sketch markers. That oh my smell. god, the smelly ones. Like different things. So good. I don't see myself as an administrator within my field, like an educational administrator. I either see myself, um, you know, going back to school and getting certified to teach at a university or perhaps being a principal, but that's like very, and then with the yoga thing that I'm doing now, I might go back and get more certification and then teach yoga depending on my future i don't know what's gonna happen but i feel like if i have the means to do something that makes me happy and i'm comfortable financially then i should just do that but also on like the other side of that is one of my main goals is just being financially independent and being debt free and all these things that are sort of medium medium short medium long goals um but yeah, I think being financially independent is probably the more important one right now. That's a pretty good yeah. foundational goal. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people have that one. Uh-huh. Yep. Any, any fear of not making that? Yes. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fear there. Um, what do you think that well, fear is Don't kill us with in. the details. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, so everyone at this table, basically, if they needed to, like, let's say you got laid off from your job, you could go home and live home if you're not already living home already. But I can't do that for whatever family reasons. So right now I'm like in survival mode and I like not survival mode where I'm like eating like raw meat outside. That would be very interesting. 
but like, no, I don't even eat ramen. But I mean, I have a salary, I have a pension, and everything. But I'm also 24. I don't have like a lot of money saved. I'm still paying off my debt from college, so I'm I'm nervous that I could get a big financial hit and then be like screwed, and I don't know what would happen. So that's like a huge. It's like what a motivator, a but it's also would be like what would you even. I don't, if I got fired or I don't know, or like, you know, I, is that, is that, I is broke that a real my fear you have broke my arm or my leg and I couldn't work. I don't know. Is that a real fear that I wouldn't have any money? Yes. Would you not be able to teach if you have a broken leg or arm? Um, probably I would probably be able to teach, but it would suck. But I'm thinking like. I don't know if I had like a serious injury and I couldn't take care of myself and I couldn't go to work. Well, you know, you have us, right? Right. Right. <laughs> I'll we'll, be, we'll start a school uh, I'll be for sleeping you to teach in your garage. <laughs> no, but that's like, that's like <laughs> a legitimate a space fear. In my garage. <laughs> so, I mean, can nestle up next to the, do you box. have, do you have like a legitimate fear, Joe, for pertaining to your job or your life or your goal? Like you're not going to make it. I fear nothing. Oh, okay. So it's my, just, it's just my me. biggest fear would be not not reaching my own goals, not failing at what I'm doing, but not moving forward. Okay. Mm. So you, you asked, and there's there's your answer. So, like, if you went for if you asked your boss for a promotion and they said no, we gave it to Johnny. Yeah, and then my short temper would explode, and I would spend probably the better part of like five minutes screaming at them about all the uh, qualifications I have and why I'm more qualified. Screaming about how you have a better temperament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a people person, goddammit! <laughs> oh, no, not that. That's not good. Don't do that. Unless that's, that's my head popping off like one of those jet commercials. While yeah. you were talking, I was going like this. I don't know what that and is. And then you exploded it, so it was a... Oh, uh, got it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like a bowling ball with a wick. Nice. Bowling ball with a wick. <laughs> nice. I, that's actually... I, I gotta agree with Joe, and I don't like doing that. Uh, oh, God. The, uh, Here we go. I, yeah, I we go. very much so fear not reaching success long-term. You know? I think that you're successful currently. I think you not reaching success means not going where you want to be, right? Yeah. Uh, we should just clarify. Yeah. Well, okay. that's the, yeah, okay. Because that's what I meant, too. I'm, I'm pretty successful. Mm-hmm. But not going to where I want to be would be a failure. Well, I guess I we've mentioned this on a previous podcast. I, I'm kind of on my second career, so to speak. Uh, and I did very, very well at my first career. Uh, so not... Moving at the same rate at this career would make me nervous, I guess. Drew, what's your career path been like? You're an investment banker. Uh, my career path has been, I guess, interesting. Uh, I graduated school, and I actually really wanted to be an accountant. So I did the CPA, and I went to work for a large accounting firm. And then a year into that, moved into investment banking, and... Now I've been in investment banking for three and a half, almost four years. Um, it's been interesting. I mean, each year I've always said, 
wow, this year really didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to. But I'm sure the next year will be a little bit more <laughs> steady. Not, same, same. Not better, just steady. Just more more of the same old, same old. And, and every year, something radical happens that sort of changed that perspective. How did 2016 go? What was radical? Um, on Thursday, this past Thursday. Uh, my, radical. My, you almost made it. <laughs> my boss resigned. Oh, like my, like, really? ultimate, my, like, my, like, MD, who I report to. Um, is so MD I, your managing director? That, that is the managing director, okay. the, the head of my group. Um, and, I mean, that doesn't change a whole lot for me. I still have a job. And Are I'm you not, applying for his job? No. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, it's more so just it changes what the next year looks like, right? There, there becomes more pathways that you can go on. Uh, so it's, you know... I think to everything we're talking about, when you think about what are your long-term goals and what's going to get you there, it's trying to understand, okay, you know, now I have more opportunities or more pathways than I had last year or a, a week ago. What do I want to do with those? Um, you know, talking about fail or fears of, of failing or what fears do you have? I live in a constant fear uh, that I don't really have the skills that people think I do, and I'm going to be found out and Same. fired. I feel like <laughs> everybody has it. that. I, I think it's a very universal fear. Because uh, I feel like that all the time. Um, yeah. And I think it's also a product of being a millennial in a time when, you know, our society as a whole kind of says, like, oh, millennials go, like, tweet about it or whatever if you're mad you know like they 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 kind of just have you ever tweeted before i've never tweeted before i don't even know how to how to tweet um first you go on to the tweeter and then exactly um but i mean i think a lot of 20 somethings are you know we're just starting out in our careers so to speak we're not like 10 15 years in so we're not like comfortable and then it just gets worse from there, the insecurity, because like more stuff happens and the world is constantly changing. And if you don't adapt, you're, you know, you're kind of screwed. I think millennials are very good at adapting. Yeah, I think being adaptable is something that makes it's probably, if I had to rank some of the most valuable skills, I think being adaptable is one of them. Yeah. It's definitely a top five. Yeah, I have how, I have uh, ability to read. So I'm, you know, just kind of like, hey Joe, can you read this? And I'll sit there sweating bullets. Like, yeah, 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 no, sure, 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 sure. Can't you read, Mister? Can't you? Read? Can't you read? Yeah, you probably shouldn't have put that one on the resume then. Yeah, it's also most people. I see what the trick is. It's not on everybody's resume. Most people don't have can read. That's where the employer's going to get you. Like this kid says he can read. Proficient. Do any of the others? Do any of the others hire him? Proficient in reading. <laughs> Satisfactory reader. <laughs> Good in English is. Move to the delete. Yeah. Can read at fifth grade and or higher. I heard somewhere that, and I don't know if this is true. Or, I heard somewhere that the New York Times is written at a sixth grade lexile. So if you're that. if you have a sixth grade education, you can read and comprehend the New York or Times. Is it, how many ninth, how many times is it ninth grade? I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought New York Times was higher, but most others like, are. The, like the Star Ledger is written at like a sixth grade, and the maybe it is. And maybe the, and right. the New York Times and like the Wall Street Journal are like a ninth grade reading level. I, I yeah. even thought that the New York Times and the Journal were lower because it, it it is easy to read, right? We read them. 
Do we? Millennials? Papers? Do we read the newspaper? What? I read the what? newspaper online. What? <laughs> but the that's New York Times... That's all I Times... thought on. I didn't know you were supposed to read it. It's just a news website. But the, I mean, how, how many The times? New York Times online is the same as the paper, but they only let you read 10 articles a month unless you how, pay for it. How many times have you assigned a student or when you were in fourth or fifth grade, was it bring in an article? I just started doing that, actually. Did you have to do it when you were a student? Because I did. Yeah, absolutely. Everything. So I, I think that from an educational standpoint, they are written in an easy-to-read. Yeah. So I've, I've gone to the Google machine. <laughs> You've gone into the Google. Quite the millennial you are. And the question that I've looked at is, what grade level is the newspaper written on? The which, newspaper. Which the question itself is not phrased very well. The paper <laughs> of record. That's a second grade reading. <laughs> so what it said is that most very successful novels, as a point of comparison, are written at a seventh grade reading level. Okay. Um, people like to read recreationally two grade levels below their actual reading level, which makes it an enjoyable piece of literature to read. The average newspaper is written at an 11th grade Really? That that blows my mind. Yeah. Wow. I'm very impressed. The like the post. I feel like the post is not. <laughs> the post not is written in like a second grade. It's, it's written in crayon. <laughs> post. It's, it's scribbled ranting. <laughs> photocopied off a wall. What about the? Other? I don't know why they just don't have hour long recess. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> Been, uh, Th- thanks for googling that one, Drew. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the many skills as a millennial that I bring to the table. So, do, do you put it on your resume though? Being able to use the Google, the Google machine. The Google machine. Oh, it beat me to it. Um, it was actually f- funny, and uh, I'll just kind of digress for a moment. Um, I remember when I first started my my job, sitting on my couch. I was working from home on a weekend, and my girlfriend was, was sitting next to me. Mistake. It was not, but my, my girlfriend was sitting next to me and I was making a, a presentation and one of the things I needed on this page for the presentation was uh, logos of companies. And I was sitting on Google, just Googling images and copying them and pasting them into PowerPoint. My girlfriend looked at me and she was like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, is that really what you're doing right now? And I was like, I work yes. for 65-year-olds, and they yes. have no idea. <laughs> this is a day-long project for them to put these logos on a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, and that's only for one slide. <laughs> yeah, Drew, I really appreciate your insight on to how to that PowerPoint was, use the Google machine. That was, uh, that was one quadrant of one slide and probably a 50-page deck. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So, so, we had, so we had three days to make. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go... Um, we had last year, I think, I don't know if any of you follow Instagram or social media, but I think Kylie Jenner said that 2016 was the year of realizing stuff. Realize, realize, realize. Call me Caitlin. Right. Well, that's, that's her mom, dad, mom, um, parent, parent. Yeah. So before we go, I want to go around and just. What do you think this year is going to be? Like 2017 is going to be the year of what? I think. Can I start? You want to start? Uh, I want to start. Okay. 2017 is going to be the year of indifference. Ooh. Nobody cares about anything anymore. Okay. 
Please go counterclockwise. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think we went counterclockwise on the intro, so why don't we take it on back clockwise? All right, fine. You could do the year of repetitiveness. <laughs> the year of repetitiveness. Difference. I'm going to think for just, just a you moment. You can skip. skip. I don't, I don't want to skip. Right, so you know what, Drew? How about this? You sit and think. Start thinking right now. And I'm going to tell all the listeners, don't focus on me, Drew. I'm going to tell all the listeners how happy we were to have Drew on today to give us some insight into uh, fears of failing, I guess. What the hell this was? And, and fears of failing? Fears of Horseshoe failing? Horseshoe makers of failing? We are talking about goals. Farriers. Fears. <laughs> fears of failing. Farriers of failing. <laughs> A failing farrier is one hurting horse. Oh, boy. All right, Drew, let's have it. So I would say that this is going to be the year of surprises. <laughs> and I say that in all seriousness because I think... Are you pregnant? No. Um, no. Oh. Like on a, on a serious note, I think there, there are two kind of very largely divided groups of people in this country at the moment. And I really hope that both groups of people are surprised on their expectations for the coming year. And that there, there is a, a meeting in a happy middle. Aw, that's big adorable. White house, so to speak. Hunter? Uh, I'm going to say this is going to be the year of alacrity. What is uh, that? Please expound. Yeah, please explain. Uh, things are going to move much quicker than we think. Uh, and, you know, this is going to be a good year. Next. I, I've never heard that word before. You never heard alacrity? No. Well, you have to move with the alacrity of dispatch and an expression. Uh, Google it. I am going to Google it right now because I don't. Move Brisk it. and cheerful readiness. Eagerness, year. willingness. So you think that this year is going to be eager and willing? It's gonna be a good year. Filled with eager beavers. Oh. Locked and loaded. Of alacrity. Put it down. Write down. You heard it here first. Okay, it's written. All right. Next. Um, I don't know. I don't want to. Uh, I hope that uh, 2017, 2017, not 2007, 2017 will be the year of relief for a lot of people. Um, because I know that there's a lot of tension, not just within the U.S., but internationally, and. I'm slightly optimistic that things will get better for, you know, refugees in Syria and in Northern Africa and for Democrats and Republicans who want to punch each other in the face. I hope that everything is good. But I also am kind of like, this also might just be the year of fear mounting on fear. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of torn between the two. I want to go with relief, though. I hope. <clears throat> Joe? Joe? Uh, I think that 2017 is going to be the year of the rooster. <laughs> Did you have to Google that? I Googled it. <laughs> All right, everyone, Drew, thanks for, thanks <laughs> Thank for coming you. here. We're so happy to have you. I, I actually had one more, one more thought. <sighs> <laughs> All right, just the last time we'll have Drew. All right, Drew, let's hear it. I also, in more of, in, you know, talking about hope and goals, I hope that this is the year for the first time that I don't continue to write 2016 when I write the data <laughs> out. When I actually successfully write 2017. Is that one, little two, six zero, with the crossed one, out seven, seven. seven over it? Yeah. All right. 
So, guys, thanks for listening to 20-somethings in 20-something. If you don't follow us on social media, go and do that. And uh, all right. All right.